Yeah, vegan hacks. Vegan hucks. We're large and in charge. We're live and in stereo. Both of those things are false, or one of them. I heard that you're a major sensation online. In what context is this? I don't think I'm much of a sensation. You're the talk of the internet. People are talking about your pad tie. Oh, <laughs> yes, my my foolery. Uh, look, I set myself up to be the laughing stock of vegan hacks. I am your little jester, and I accept that. The ironic thing is I am the laughing stock. <laughs> I guess I'm the laughing stock of the laughing stock, the double laughing stock. Maybe we're the laughing stocks. We're the, yeah, we're the clown princes. Whatever. You know, as long as people, you know, are entertained. Yes. Yeah, so Mike made a pad thai and he sent me the video of him eating this pad thai. By made, I press start on the microwave. Have you ever put it on a, like a pan? You always just use the microwave? Have you, have you tried ever to like, let's say, let me put it in the pan? There's pan instructions pan you speak of it's like a type of flute do you use your pan what's a is that like taking a nap but backwards what's a pan well there's a artist his name is zanfir and he plays mm -hmm. the pan flute but that's not the pan we're talking about you you don't cook with that i i don't know what you're talking about I'm anyway sorry. all right uh, so you don't use your pan a lot i guess not do you have a pan <laughs> Um, I'm somewhere <laughs> because it's funny because I did a video where I tried to like spice up the Trader Joe's pad thai, and I yeah, remember and you did a great job. But I think you you added so many ingredients it was like barely reminiscent of the original pad thai from which it was based. In fact, it was more other ingredients than pad thai. Yeah. I was thinking about like these frozen dinners and you know, there's a lot of these Asian dinners and even like, mm -hmm. like frozen stuff you get like a Trader Joe's or Aldi or the stuff that you buy just like a, like a instant noodle, you know? And yeah. if you just have, a I live on these things. Yeah. But if you just have a few ingredients, you don't have to live a life of misery. You know, you can actually spice up your life a little bit. Yeah, it, it reminds me of those people who take the, like, um, you know, they find a dresser in the alley, and then they bring it home, and then they sand it, and then they like, repaint it, and finish it, and put new knobs, and all of a sudden, it's like this super upscale dresser, but it came from this, like, junk dresser that they just found discarded in the street. Yeah, but that sounds like a lot of work. I'm just talking about What just, like, you do, to me, seems like a lot of work. <laughs> you just have to grab some green onions at Trader Joe's. And they'll last a couple of weeks. You know, go to a nice Asian market and get some sauces. You know, go to a Thai market and get some pad Thai sauce that you can maybe punch it up with. Or or get a nice chili crisp, Lagan Ma chili crisp. You know, just certain things that you can keep in your refrigerator, pantry. Just add a little pizzazz. Add a vegan hack. Well, you know, the funny thing. About, <laughs> add a little pizzazz yeah, to whatever, the sadness. I don't <laughs> I, I just remember enjoying that pad thai back in the day, and I haven't had it in years. And so what I did was I bought my own pad thai to spice it up, and it was, like, exceedingly mediocre. Like, it was, like, more 
mediocre than aggressively I ever remembered. Mediocre. It was aggressively mediocre. There was something about it too. It had kind of uh, like reconstituted bean sprouts that were just like kind of limp. And then the noodles mm-hmm. didn't really have a structure. Like, you know, you're eating food that's like two or three years old. <laughs> Post-apocalyptic food stores. I have some microwave dinners in my freezer. And, you know, if I don't oh, have yeah. any time, you know, I'll go ahead and do that. But I'll add a couple of things, even a little squeeze of lime. The citrus will wake you up. Yeah, totally. Um, no, you say you say the food is two or three years old. You don't mean that literally, right? I don't. What is the half life of food? That's a Google you, thing. Or... I guess you know how I, old I is frozen food. Thing. How old yeah. is frozen food? I'm just Googling okay. It now. I need to bring up two off-topic things that are just kind of interesting. One, did you know that apples are apparently only harvested for like let's say two months out of the year, and so sometimes your apple that you get in the store is like ten months old, and they just kept it in like a refrigeration with no oxygen, so they just store the apples when they're not in season so that they're available all year round. Did you hear that? I've never heard that. Well, okay. I hope that's true, but I think it is. And the other thing is, have you ever seen this guy on YouTube who makes the, these crazy videos where he takes um, war rations, you know, like the MREs from like a hundred years old that they're sealed and he eats them. And he only put himself in the hospital once so far. Like he literally took this disgusting, like tin of, like beef or something from the Boer Wars, you know, in the turn of the century, the turn of like the 1900s, like Winston Churchill fought in the Boer Wars as like a teenager. Anyway, he eats the, like he eats like Vietnam rations, World War II rations. It's gross. The things people do for engagement in this town. Yeah. Right. (laughs) I saw a video on TikTok where this guy like bought in and out burgers Mm -hmm. and then he took like this, transatlantic flight and it was like mm-hmm. over a 17 hour flight and then he gave the in and out to his friend and i was thinking oh my gosh there were so yeah. many in fact I, I even commented like did you visit him in the icu later because i mean nah. imagine like make i mean meat does not last without refrigeration if it's room temperature the bacteria is going to go for it you have seen those like McDonald's Happy Meals that have been around. Like somebody, some lady kept a Happy Meal in her closet since the 70s and it's so loaded with preservatives that it's still like more or less intact. Yeah, but she didn't eat it. This guy like yeah, ate she didn't it. Eat it. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty gross. We spiced up your pad thai, but it led to kind of an interesting element too. Like someone would ask you, is the Trader Joe pad thai good? What would you say? I was hungry before I ate it, and then I ate it, and I felt not hungry anymore. Well, someone who's interested in vegan food, they see the pad thai and go, oh, wow, this is vegan. Is this good? And they ask a vegan, what would you say? You know me. Like, the, the truth is, ask any other vegan, and they'd be like, no, it's, it's kind of gross and mushy. If you ask me, I'm like, it's great. It's fine. I love it. Do you think the vegan's going to be honest? Oh, I see what you're saying. You're saying that some vegans feel the need to do outreach. So they have to cheerlead and they're like, rah, rah, rah. It's so good, even when it isn't. Can you trust a vegan? I can trust you. You have very strong opinions. And I can trust me to be honest, but I can't trust myself to align with other people's tastes because I have lower standards. I'm very strong willed about my opinions and things and you are willing to to diss a vegan food if it's not up to your standards. You've done it many times. Yeah, but I've also seen creators 
cheerlead certain products. Yes. And I feel like the reason they're cheerleading these products is because they're hoping that they're going to get a sponsorship later. Sucking up to it. I mean, either that or they just want to cheerlead and that, you know, it's like you don't want to... um... You don't want to speak ill of the movement. You have to make it sound as if like everything is so good so that like, you know, just to encourage people to not eat meat. Like it has to be like raw, raw. It's so good. Accuracy is important. It is. And and feedback is important. Yeah. I think that if a vegan product is bad, people just stop buying it. It does do a disservice because you know if if you offered a non-vegan the, the one bad dud product and you're like this is what vegan food is like and they try it once and like this is gross and then they like don't try another one for another five years you've put them off for a long time yeah i mean and also the perception that maybe vegan food may be so sub substandard especially this like right. this processed vegan stuff like the frozen stuff at trader joe's i'm always mm. i'm always surprised when something's really good at trader joe's and I try it, and oh my goodness, this is actually really good. I mean, in fact, maybe I give it extra points because, I mean... You expected so little. Most of the frozen stuff is not good. I mean... I think it's great. Well, it's convenient, and you live around the street from one. So, you know, you can uh-huh. hit the place and get get a couple provisions, and you're not as discerning. That's true. So, and also, uh, I guess in vegan news, I don't want to single this person out because I know that people will just get out their pitchforks or something. But there was a a vegan creator that I really I'm I really like. I I, I mean I really enjoy their content. I follow them. They don't follow me back, but uh I, <laughs> I, I follow them on, you know, Instagram and and uh TikTok and they have a lot of followers. And they announced that they're no longer vegan. Boo. And it's interesting. They didn't do it in a clickbaity, cringy way. You know, they did it in a, a, a way that I felt was very respectful, you know, saying that they, you know, they were transitioning to a, I guess, an omnivore diet. I would assume that they're doing it, I guess, for health reasons. What? Is there a health reason to not be vegan? I, I've heard people say like, no, no, I need to eat meat for my health. But like, doesn't the data contradict that? Someone makes a choice. Uh-huh. I mean, we can f- choose to either follow them or not follow them. We can, um, I prefer not. I mean, a lot of vegans will attack. Yeah. If I followed this person, I would have unfollowed them immediately and just ignored them. Yeah, but I follow people that are omnivores and people that cook meat and also I mean, I, I get inspiration from all different places. I mean, I just because they, they switch, you feel that there's a betrayal? Yeah. I feel they betrayed all the like animals that are now getting killed because they're eating them now. You know, like I, I just thought like, you know, that person was a step in the right direction and then they're taking a step back. Yeah. Well, I put up like a little TikTok where I said that, you know, one of this creator that I really respected is no longer vegan and I'm still following them. But when I see their videos, I'm going to be sad. Mm-hmm. Are, wait, is it a, it's a, they're all food-based videos. They're, yeah, they're, they're a cook. So, I mean, oh. they're a home cook and they make really, really beautiful food and you know, really great food. I, that's what I, I mean, it's almost like a point where, it's a bummer where, 
their platform and what they do is kind of bigger than them as an individual. Their platform has probably inspired so many people to go vegan or to cook vegan food, show the possibilities of veganism. Right. Did they build this empire on the backs of vegans and now they're like, haha, just kidding? Built a, I don't know. I mean, you know, I mean, our, I, I, you it know, literally it's, it's, was built on the backs of vegans. They found I mean, vegans the, and they okay, built, the, they built the empire. Saying, like, when you say empire, I mean, I don't know. I mean, obviously, you can, a following, uh, you know, for argument's sake, if you are in the omnivore world as a cook and you're a really good cook, you probably mm-hmm. will be more successful than a vegan. Eventually, as a vegan creator, you hit a a ceiling. You can go as far oh. as you can go, I think. I mean, I from my experience, I mean, I just I see substandard omnivore cooks that have material that's not as good, but they get a lot of followers because there's a bigger base of people that follow omnivores. They're omnivores. Okay. Well, you know, it shouldn't be about followers. It should be about, you know, like doing what communicating what matters to you. So may, maybe there is a, a limit to the number of followers you can get, but that's not, you're not in this to have a bunch of follow. I mean, sure you are, but you know. Well, this, you know, the creator did say something interesting that you, you always wonder like why they're vegan. Like maybe they were mm-hmm. just vegan for health reasons and not for ethical yeah. concerns. And again, you have to respect whatever their opinion. I mean, you can, I mean, I, I, you can't just shun people and. You say you say you have to respect their opinion, but I think if their opinion victimizes an innocent third party, you don't have to respect their opinion. Yeah, but you have friends that are it's life or death. Yeah, I, yeah, I understand right, that you have friends. You have friends that eat meat. Friends. Okay, you have friends that eat meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Right. So I so, respect so, them and, and I compartmentalize, but I don't respect their decision to eat meat. Yeah, that's fine. So you're able to compartmentalize it. Like, just me too. I have friends that are on... I mean, it's not... You have to. I don't live in a bubble. Right. You know, why single this person out? Oh, it's just because... I, I'm not saying... I don't know who... The, a, I don't even know who you're talking about, and I'm not singling the person out, but um, it's just so disappointing that... Like, I guess if they didn't do it for ethical reasons, that's a different story, but it's like... You know, they were affect. I assume they were affecting positive change in the world, and now they're undoing that. Do you think they're undoing it, or just uh, they're just shifting? Maybe they'll still provide. I don't know. What if they? Stuff. What if a bunch of their followers say, like, okay, well, if my hero X Y Z person can go back, I guess I can too. Yeah. I, d- I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't presume to know the answer. It just it it feels bad. I don't like. I don't feel good about this, and I don't even know who it is. Can we still um, appreciate what they did? I feel that sometimes the platform that we create is actually bigger than ourselves as an individual. I think also, too, you can tell like a creator where they are by who they follow. Like if they follow people that are all parts of different parts of the community and, you know, from activists to all sorts of people, if they just follow a bunch of famous people, you know, their their direction is maybe not within the, the, the vegan community. Maybe their direction is to be on the food network. I don't know. Maybe it's a business choice. You know, it was a business choice to make all this great vegan content because it's a quick way to kind of supercharge your following base. And then when you're not having a lot of growth, you know, you 
Mm-hmm. I mean, again, I have no idea. It might be. This is, you know, it's like when uh, politicians are on one extreme of an ideological spectrum, and then they're then they start running for the national election, so they go to the center. I mean, in some ways, we're all politicians, <laughs> except for me. I'm. I don't know what I am. I'm the dark star. You're the clown prince. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So that was that, and and then also, I remember I sh- speaking of another element of vegans being disingenuous i remember sending you a video we're not gonna say who it is but i remember i sent a video Mm -hmm. of a vegan person eating some food and like freaking (laughs) out jerky (laughs) yeah Yeah, the beyond jerky freaking out about it was a performance yeah for sure that person's a great creator and they make really awesome beautiful food when you see a person in a commercial and they have this like fake smile on their face when they're like yum yum this is so delicious do you do you consider them like a liar or they're just doing a performance because it's a commercial like that? That looks to me like it was an ad. Was it not an ad? Whenever you put a camera in someone's face or you put a camera in front of your own face, there is a performative aspect that you're always it's pushing true. out. Yeah. She just wasn't a very subtle performance. I guess they wanted Beyond to be happy. Beyond mentioned it. Beyond like singled them out. Yeah. Acting for the clout. And honestly, from my personal opinion, that Beyond Jerky is not a good product. In fact, I made a list of the three worst vegan foods I've ever eaten, and it made the list. You you realize if I had it, I'd probably be like, it's fine. It's hard to eat. It's like... it's like I'm going to try it, and I, I need to try it and see if it's as bad as you say it is, because... For me, everything's fine. Just pull some wood bark from a tr- old tree <laughs> and chew on it. It's just like that. <laughs> okay. So I, I'm just going to end this portion of the podcast with the top three worst foods I've ever had that were vegan to prove to you people that I have no allegiances other than to Mike mm-hmm. Keller and to being vegan and to the animals. Yeah. The three worst things that I've ever eaten as a vegan, number one is Daya cheese. What? Yeah. Come on. It's the worst. Shut up. No, it's good. What do you, Blaze pizza? It's so good. Okay. You can like that stuff, but to me, no. You don't like vegan Blaze pizza? I'm just saying I'm not crazy about that cheese. But in the context of Blaze pizza? I've never even been to Blaze pizza, so I don't know what you're talking about. Ugh. Try it in Blaze Pizza. Okay. I'll go to Blaze Pizza and try it just for you. Yeah. All right. Try it. Anyway, I, I even like Daya is also, I think, in the, the like Pete's has like a veggie sandwich or breakfast sandwich and they put it in, in that. So they I see it in things. It doesn't melt properly. It's 2013 cheese technology <laughs> and it's 2022 you get some chow get some follow your heart throw down some vile life that's the cheese to get they improved their formula i'd rather die <laughs> i don't know day i rather die i'm a day apologist yeah no. know okay I mean, what's, dude, what's number two number two is the beyond jerky it's it's disgusting okay. it's gross <laughs> it's like but i don't based know based on your your day i hate maybe i'd like it I'm going to get you some Daya cheese and some Beyond Jerky. We'll mix it together and you can have like a like a sauce or something. And then mm. the worst thing I've ever eaten, and again, I've heard that they make good stuff, you know, but that Sophie's 
walks. You know, I've never been in an experience where I, I took a bite oh. of something and I just wanted to throw it away. And it was uh, just greasy and gross. So it's this like vegan locks. I'm trying to think if there's anything I really dislike. Like I'll tell you, there's one tofurkey sausage that's like a, a brat has a weird funky taste. You know, their Italian sausage is delicious, but their brat, the beer brat type brat, Sausage, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, gross. You know, before they fixed the formula, I mean, they sort of fixed it. Beyond Meat had a really, really bad smell. I mean, it, the smell's mm-hmm. still there, but, um, but it's not as bad. And it's, but, it, but, but I remember, uh, you know, I didn't mind eating it, but smelling it raw or cooking it, this the smell would just like permeate, overwhelm. And and I don't mind eating it. The it smelled food, like real meat, didn't it? No, no, it had this really weird meat smell. Smells, it was raw meat smells so gross. It wasn't a raw meat smell. I mean, I you know, you walk around fairgrounds or places where you smell raw meat being cooked. It was a um there's something kind of a weird chemically smell that it would have. I don't know how to do with the oil. And they worked out a new formula and have brought that smell down like significantly, like from like a from a hundred percent it's down to like maybe 10%. It's still there if you really try to smell it, but it's not as bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's definitely um, easier to cook and it's not, you know, that smell doesn't permeate the whole kitchen. These products are always works in progress. Maybe the next Beyond Jerky will taste great. I mean, for the God most part, I'll try and eat and enjoy Beyond products, but man, that jerky, I mean, I do not believe the hype about that. I mean, again, I recommend everyone just try the stuff for themselves and make your own decisions. I'm like racking my brain to think of vegan products that I've found like disgusting. And just the, the reality is you give me all your leftovers you don't want. Like everyone just feeds me things that they find disgusting and I think it's okay. Uh, they just so leave they it on your doorstep. Yeah, exactly. So I'm thinking uh, some of the simulated fish is kind of gross, but I think that's just because I think fish in general, like even before I was vegan was gross. So maybe that's the reason. So, Mike Keller, what did you have for lunch? Um, I didn't have lunch yet, but you know what? You're going to be shocked. I suspended my Soylent subscription. Why? Just taking a break. I, uh, I, I've substituted it with um, Trader Joe's instant oatmeal. Fewer calories and more filling. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. No, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I still love Soylent in my heart. Just, you know, after having it for over a year, like maybe almost two years, every breakfast, uh, I think I needed a little bit of a break. I hope the Soylent people don't come after you. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're like, once you, like, I'm, you're trying to leave our Soylent cult? No, I, I'll, I'll be back to Soylent in the future. 